Hello, hello, hello. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Uniquely Spoken. It is greatly appreciated. I greatly appreciate it from the bottom of my heart. Who am I, you may ask? If you're new here, my name is Red. If you are returning, hey, honey. Like I said, I greatly appreciate you tuning in to another episode of Uniquely Spoken. Let's get into the show. Okay. Okay, y'all, so I was planning on starting off this just scrolling a completely different way, but seeing as though before I hit record, Frankie decided to pop up out of nowhere, creeping, like slow walking, or cats really don't walk, they crawl? Do they cr- They don't crawl either, Shanita. Well, they walk on their paws, so basically, Frankie came out creeping. Just in slow motion, as if he or she was stalking its prey and was about to feast. Or as if, baby, he or she was trying to catch their significant other with their side piece. And she was finna pounce and act a complete donkey. So, this just scrolling was supposed to start off a completely different way. But Frankie popped up and scared the hell out of me and if you don't know who frankie is you can either go back a few episodes and (laughs) tune in there and find out who frankie is or by now you have figured out it's a cat so to kind of get this thing back on track and get my energy back to where it's supposed to be let me introduce y'all to a song that has been sitting in my spirit and had me I can't tell you what it had me popping and twerking and all of that all over the house. I can't tell you what it had me doing all over my house when I when I had some privacy and free time. But y'all, y'all, listen, listen to the song. Listen to the song. Yeah, you jamming, ain't you? You like the song, huh? I see you dancing, moving, grooving, bobbing your head and everything in your car, in your house at your job wherever you might be right now listening to this even if you at your house laid up with your boo thing i know that that kind of put something in your spirit and uplifted you a little bit sometimes you got to be your own soulmate you know you know how to love you and you know that you're gonna hold you down a lot of times people are scared to be by themselves first and they jump from relationship to relationship to relationship and that's not what you need you find true love for yourself when you by yourself so yeah yeah go ahead bob some more keep bobbing <laughs> and if you're wondering what the name of the song is it's called soulmate by the artist lizzo i love lizzo um she she just came out with a new cd called because i love you check out the cd there's some good or I still say CD. I guess everybody say album and stream and whatever. Y'all check out her music. The artist's name is Lizzo. The song is called Soulmate. Is I love that song in particular, but there's a, a few good songs on the CD that I've been 
having on repeat. There's a song on there that kind of gives you Prince vibes and everything. I, I I love her. I want to go to one of her concerts one day. I genuinely, I genuinely do. Jesus, come on, Father. <laughs> but yeah, and the song really, I don't want to say preaches, but it gives an overall self-love vibe. And with this topic for just scrolling, you're going to want all the self-love that you can get. that All the self-love that you can handle. Because uh, this topic for just scrolling, we're going to go ahead and pray that I don't get as upset in my spirit as I did when I first saw this video. For anyone who is new, just scrolling is this segment where I give my two cents on whatever pops up on my screen, be it from YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, uh, YouTube. I think I said YouTube already. Wherever else, whatever pop up on my phone, if it grabs my attention, I bring it to you all and I kind of give my little commentary on it. So if you have heard of Apostle Travis Jennings. You know where this story is going. If you have not heard of Apostle Travis Jennings, you might want to look him up after this. If not, you don't have to. Because I we're going to start by saying, the Bible says, touch not my anointing and do my servant no harm. So, Lord, please don't let... Let this be taken in a sense, or please don't let me say anything that would be seen as harmful to your anointed. I can't call his anointing into question, but Father, I have my own doubts per se or questionable things in my head when it comes to this person. And this is why. In Jesus' name, amen. But this is why so a video came across my screen because there is this guy on youtube Derek juan or Derek john john however you say his last name and i watch a couple of his videos because he does advice to single people or whatever the case may be but this travis jennings uh video came across my screen and usually he lets the video play and then he gives his response to it. So in the video, you see Travis Jennings in a congregation or he's in the front of a congregation doing a sermon or because he had to issue an apology. He said that it was a coaching, a uh, what type of coaching was it? Basically, it, it was like a blunt coaching type of session but the first thing he says is if you're single it's your fault and you know you're like what you know and he's talking to really a room full of women there's a few men there but it's mainly a room full of women and he says if you're single it's your fault he said think about it women you should just sit be cute and shut up Excuse me? Not the man of God. But we're going to keep going because it gets worse. So he asked 
uh, does anybody want him to publicly critique them? And someone originally volunteered, and this is something that I found out later on. Someone originally volunteered and he told her, no, you're a minister. I can't, I can't do that to you because if I do that to you, they're going to feel like they got the right to do it. So you didn't tell us you couldn't do it because, oh, we're friends or because whatever else you said you couldn't do it because she was a minister. You basically didn't critique this woman because of her title. Okay, whatever. But the woman they said, the next woman said, okay, I'll do it. He told this woman, he said, he turned to everybody, he said, y'all see, she volunteered. I didn't call her out. I didn't say, come here. I didn't point her out specifically and told her I was going to critique her. She volunteered. So right after he said that, he turned to this woman and said, you need to lose weight. You need a better bra. Black women don't need to get their bras from Victoria's Secret. Black women with large breasts, you do not need to get your bras from Victoria's Secret. He said, my wife, my wife, I took her to get her bras made. My wife didn't know nothing about nothing. I, uh, and it's because she came from a family of people who didn't know nothing about nothing. So pause right there. First of all, for you to just blatantly say turn this woman say you need to lose weight like it was just normal is offensive sir even if she did for you to just flat out go you need to lose weight in front of this whole congregation you reading this woman and then turn around and say that your wife didn't uh didn't know nothing about nothing and she came from a family that didn't know nothing about nothing until you came along and it's like wait a minute stop pump your brakes no sir we're not gonna do that we're not gonna play that game but he told the woman that she needed to have bras made um he said he took his wife to go have her bras made he said it's not expensive but women with uh black women with large breasts uh you need to have your breasts your breasts your bras made and he went on to say that he was like, okay, you are losing weight. I do see that you need clothes. You need intermediate clothes. That means when, as you get smaller, they get smaller with you because you wearing the same big clothes. Like when you, from when you were bigger and you got on these big clothes and your breasts hanging down to your belly button, that's not attractive. You're not going to attract anybody like that. What? Oh, Okay, so you just reading this woman for filth in front of a congregation. So then he, I guess somebody kind of mumbled something and he heard it. And he was like, oh, if you don't like it, you can leave. This is my church. Um, This is the house of the Lord. I, at least that's what I was led to believe. But okay, this is your church. He was like, I've been doing this for 30 years with no scandals. So if you don't like it, you can leave. So, about, I guess it was a week later, he did another video, basically saying that um, they weren't in service or anything, that he calls it razor coaching, and the razor coaching happens to basically push people to their best self, and push them to be better, and to push them 
to um, their new heights of whatever and that the context was lost, the narrative and the context was lost in the, what do you say, the delivery. Sir, there was a completely different way you could have did this. For you to say, for you to disrespect your wife and tell her she didn't know nothing about nothing until um, you showed up and that her family didn't know nothing about nothing until you showed up is disrespectful for you to tell this woman that she needed to lose weight to, so that she can find somebody and she needed to basically pick her boobs up because they was by her belly button. Sir, that's called gravity. Okay. When you get older, things start to sag. All right. That's called gravity. Now, it's probably true she needed to lose weight, but for you to publicly shame her and during this apology, he he never really apologized for his actions. He apologized basically for getting caught. He was like there was a la- it was a lapse in judgment. I should have never recorded. I should have never let allowed it to be posted. There's a sign up behind him during his apology that says please refrain please refrain from recording at this time. What you mean? You're recording at this time. And you're releasing, you're releasing this. So what you, what you mean you, for me not to record? Oh no, sir. I'm going to give you your 15 minutes of fame that you obviously looking for. So during his apology, he brought up the, there were two women that he apparently, uh, I keep saying he read them. It was one woman that was shown in the video, but I guess the video was longer from the little clip that I saw. And he read the other girl, and that both women and they didn't they were not being paid by the church to come up and speak. They were not being coerced. Neither of them is depressed. They weren't. They didn't feel like they were humiliated or anything like that. Now, in the original video, the woman that when he as soon as he said you need to lose weight, her jaw dropped. She said that she wasn't hurt. And she wasn't affected and she wasn't offended. And if it's not offending her, it shouldn't offend you because it's her life. And this was something that helped her. No, ma'am, you were offended because you weren't, you weren't ready for that. You weren't ready for that at all. So yeah, yeah. Like I want y'all to go and look up the video, go type in Apostle Travis Jennings, and then watch the original video, and then watch the apology he released, because he, as he said, he, uh, it was a lapse in judgment, uh, for him to record and release the video and everything, he said a psychiatrist and a therapist wouldn't record their counseling sessions and release it to the public, everything was taken out of context, nothing he never apologized for what he said he never apologized for what he said about his wife and her family he never apologized for critiquing these women one of the ladies that he brought up said that you know i didn't have a father and he noticed me when I joined this church and this is my spiritual father this is my dad and uh, I know he wouldn't do or say anything to harm me. He's pushing me in ways no one ever believed of to push me. Sir, like when I said, y'all don't understand how 
genuinely pissed I am because it's people like that when you judging somebody and you tear them completely down with the good intentions to build them up and you sitting in what's worse you sitting in the pulpit this makes people not want to come to church this makes people feel like oh they can't talk to people from church because they're judgmental or whatever the case may be but you're supposed to be a representative of god sir the god that i serve is a god of love and a god of compassion you did not do anything of love and out of compassion you did it out of pure ill will and all that you said you directed everything towards women there was a point where he told a woman that the way she was wearing her hair made her look provocative and that she was easy and she told him she was like well i'm not provocative or easy he said well you're a tease that's how you're coming across and by the way she wears her hair I watched another video of the girl of this uh, woman critiquing his apology. And she was like, that's like saying a rape victim was asking for it by the way that they were dressed. So how can you say, oh, this you look easy or that you look like uh, you provocative or whatever by the way that you wear your hair? So there are several different instances that you need to be apologizing for your actions. Not, oh, I got caught. So, sorry for getting caught. And sorry y'all saw me. That wasn't supposed to happen. But no, now the internet done drugged you for filth. Or the people on the internet done drugged you for filth. And now, oh, the it was taken out of context and... Uh, the narrative changed because y'all didn't see everything. We did. We saw enough, sir. Once again, the Bible says, touch not my anointing and do my servant no harm. Lord, forgive me if I'm in the wrong. But God, <laughs> that's... And, and in his apology, he said the Holy... After everything came out, the Holy Spirit told him to be quiet and to be still. And that he uh not to say anything or comment because it was going to make it worse sir if you don't go sit your black ass down i'm sorry lord i know i'm talking about a pastor but still sir go sit your unanointed unholy ass down your judgmental sheep wolf in sheep's clothing because what you doing and what you selling i ain't buying father forgive me please jesus but let i did not mean for this to go on this long but let's let's move on Let's, mm -mm, we got to wrap this up. We got to go. Okay. I'm back. I'm back. I was able to take a couple deep breaths, decompress a little bit, give me a little Gatorade, calm my spirit. I'm, I'm good now. I, I, I believe I'm good. Um, but y'all go look them up. Apostle Travis Jennings and y'all form your own opinions on the situation. Because Lord knows that upset my spirit. We're not going to get into it again. But it's time for unique thoughts. And unique thoughts is when I kind of give my unique thought process on something that's popped across my screen or popped up on my screen. Be it my phone or television or I share a story time. This week is a story time for the simple fact 
this was a recent conversation between my brother and I. And I was like, hey, this will make for a cool story time. And it also kind of ties into Hey Honey. So let's get into Unique Thoughts. Now, my brother and I always watch wrestling every week. Usually we watch it separately. This particular week, we watched it together. And I randomly asked him. I love randomly asking my brother questions. Always for the simple fact of... <laughs> I I know I'm going to get some crazy out-of-the-box response from him. And I randomly asked my brother. I was like, so AJ, quick question. Like, quick random question. <laughs> if I was to get into an interracial relationship would you support me and he automatically went well what race is she i said huh what race is she and i was like well what if it's a dude okay well what race is he and this you know just to pause right this kind of threw me because i wasn't expecting him to say what race is she because in my first episode i revealed i well not really revealed because y'all didn't know me but i (laughs) i said that i brought up the fact that i am bisexual and not a lot of people know that it's unless like we're really close not is is not something that I choose to just share with everybody and I guess I do that for several different reasons I choose not to share it with people for several different reasons one is judgment I guess two is privacy because I feel like it's my business and what I do and who I do it with behind whatever closed door is none of your business and three I believe I was counting if I wasn't counting y'all overlook it three is I keep it to myself because in a day and age where everything is shared and every moment of every sec not second of every day is like shared with everyone be it Facebook Instagram Twitter Snapchat whatever is always shared is I wanted to keep something to myself but it ties in with, I guess, also my image. A lot of people that knows me know me through church. So having people's opinion about me from the person that they know of from church, I, I especially don't share it, um, share it there. And it kind of blew my mind because I wasn't expecting my brother to say, well, we'll race a she. My brother is the type that he believes in. Look, let people just live their life however and whatever. If they make a mistake, they make a mistake. If not, whatever. So I was like, well, SJ, you know, what if it's a dude? He was like, okay, what race is he? I said, well, let's start off simple. What if they're white? He was like, well, what type of white? I said, what? what type of white because there's like three different types of white there's suburban white there's oh i have a like i have a black friend type of white and there's country white like 
what type of white are you talking about? <laughs> and it threw me off when I said this boy come up with some off the wall type of responses. And I told him, I was like, let's say suburban and country. Cause I can't do the, well, I have a black friend type. Uh-uh, I can't, I can't do that. Like I'm open to dating all races. Let's be clear. But like the, oh, I have a black friend. Can I say this and all stuff I got to always explain. And I always got to get you out of trouble. Cause you done said something. You ain't had no business. Nah, that ain't the type I'm looking for. But my brother was like, my brother, and I might do this later on, maybe in the next episode or, or whenever, um, share my coming out story to my family. And, but my brother was like, his main requirement for me to be in a relationship with a female is, is she cute? Does she have a big booty? And does she have a sister? Or is she going to be bisexual too? So he possibly has a shot. Or is she going to be strictly lesbian? (sighs) Y'all. I Now mind you. He has a girlfriend. So now these requirements might have changed. He has a girlfriend. (laughs) So. I, I, I don't think. Those are requirements for me anymore. As far as he's concerned. But. Those were his requirements when I first told him that I was interested in females. And he told me that he would support me in an interracial relationship. And and he told me that as long as he can borrow money, he really don't care. I was like, what? He said, I mean, this got to be beneficial for me in some type of way. So as long as I can borrow money... I'm cool. And I was like, well, (laughs) I guess I was more so just wrapped up in the fact that he was so open-minded enough about me (laughs) dating a female and he doesn't think it's, it's weird or like he just sees me as Shanita, his sister. He doesn't see me as, um, my sexuality. And I appreciate him for that. And I remember like later on, like maybe like 10 minutes after the conversation had ended, I remember being like, SJ, thank you. He was like, for what? I was like, I just wanted to say thank you. Just, I appreciate, you know, you accepting me, accepting, you know, and supporting me. He was like, were you subliminally trying to tell me something? I was like, no. Then he decided to say, yell, Mom, Shanita's dating a white woman. <laughs> so, <laughs> needless to say, that that conversation turned into my mom asking me, was I still a virgin? <laughs> she was like, because, I mean, I know you went to college and you probably experienced some things. In college. Y'all, this conversation took a turn, honey. But needless to say, I have the support of my family (laughs) in any situation for the most part. As long as my mom, not my mom, my brother can borrow money and I'll end up with a thick woman. He doesn't really care. Not if they treat me right, 
But as long as he can borrow money and he and she thick, that's his requirements as far as me having a girlfriend. My mom' main concern is if I'm still a virgin. So you can see where my family's priorities lie <laughs> as far as me in relationship me in relationships. So let's move on. Let's jump into hey honey. We have made it to Hey Honey. Hey Honey is where I give advice or words of encouragement. And words of encouragement is what you're going to get this week. So um, in Unique Thoughts, I said that my story kind of tied into Hey Honey. And I said that because it deals with identity. For me, my identity... I would wrap up in several different things. And I feel like I touched on this before. I would wrap my identity up in several different aspects of my life. Oh, I'm Shanita, the person who takes care of everybody. Like, I care for everybody when they're sick. Or I handle business that needs to be handled when it comes to Oh, my mom need a refill on this medicine. My grandma need a refill on this medicine. Oh, grandma needs this, 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 and this. So-and-so needs this, this, and this. My sister needs this, this, and this. Nieces need this, this, and this. And basically, I would let other people define who I am. So the question, excuse me, or the topic for this, hey, honey, is what is your identity and who identifies you? Are you identifying you? How would you identify you? And this like idea or the, yeah, the idea for this topic came from, I watched the show RuPaul's Drag Race and there's a drag queen on there who she says, and I always say she, even when they're not in drag, I say she, She says that her family doesn't know, you know, that she does drag and she doesn't talk about it with them because and her family doesn't even know that she's doing the show, um, that she made it to the show RuPaul's Drag Race because she feels like what they don't know won't hurt them or what they don't see won't hurt them. And in that same tone. Like, as soon as that sentence left her mouth, my mind instantly went, right, it doesn't hurt them, but look what it's doing to you. Because this person broke down crying, and it came from, it's like their soul was weeping, in a sense. Excuse me. Excuse me. It was like their soul was weeping, in a sense. Okay, with they don't see won't hurt them but what what you're holding back is heart is jesus okay lord we it, like we get to the end of the show <laughs> we've come this far by faith leaning on the lord we can make it to the end okay all right but 
in the same tone of you saying what they don't see won't hurt them, your soul is saying, you know, but what you're holding back, what you're not allowing them to see is killing you. What is it that you as a person, talking to you who's ever listening to this, what are you holding back from other people? It could be for fear of judgment. It can be for you feel like nobody's going to understand it. It could be for you might not even understand it. And you don't want to be, I guess, not held accountable. You don't want to be held to this standard of, well, you're the one that wants to be like this, but you don't even understand it. So you don't know what you're doing. You feel like you're going to be judged on your journey to discovering who you are. So you just you feel like, you know what? I'll just keep it. I I if they don't know about it, it won't affect them. And I said last in the last segment, I don't tell anybody about my sexuality because I feel like my image is defined in a sense by other people. I define, I may say, well, I'm the person that takes care of everybody when they're sick. I'm the person that helps everyone out. I'm the person that does A, B, C, and D. And the people at my church see me this way. People in my household see me this way. When I first started doing this podcast, I didn't share it with anybody except for maybe five people. And that was simply out of the fear of judgment. It was out of the fear of, well, my church members is on my Facebook page. They're going to see this, follow the link, and they're going to hear me cussing. Or some of them are going to find out about my sexuality. This is going to take away from the how they see me, how they identify me. Your identity and the definition of you can only be, I don't want to say come up with, can only be determined by you. Don't let anybody else determine who you are or define who you are. Life is a journey. You have to walk this journey and walk it slowly and go through the ups, the downs, the good, the bads, to truly define who you are. If you are a part of the LGBTQ plus community, you're not defined by your sexuality. If you are African-American, you are not defined by your race. Oh God. Oh Jesus. Oh God, Frankie, where the hell did you come from? Oh Jesus. Where did you? Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I felt my heart stop. It was like I saw her at the corner of my eye and she legit just... Y'all, I'm so over this cat. Like, this was a real heartwarming moment. It was going very well until this damn cat popped up. Mm-mm. It's time to take my arse back in the house. Oh, Jesus. I'm convinced that she lives under my house. I keep saying she, but I don't know if it's he or she. Whew. Okay, okay, okay. It's 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 about time to wrap this thing up. But 
And I'm sorry if you was feeling some things and you were really listening like, okay, yeah, Shanita. Or, oh, Lord Jesus, not Shanita. (laughs) But you were listening and you were really feeling some things. And you were like, yeah, Red, cool, I'm I'm with you. And then I just took you all the way out of it out of it because of this damn cat but where was it you don't let anyone else define who you are you are not defined by your sexuality you are not defined by your race you are not defined by your circumstance you are not defined by other people's interpretation of you your identity is not wrapped up in any of that you have to identify you first Know that you are God's child first. Know that you are loved second. Know that you are worthy third. Know that you are valued fourth. Know all of those things and then continue to identify yourself and define yourself by your standards. Without the fear of judgment, without the fear of not living up to someone else's interpretation or expectations of you, but living up to your own standards and not letting you down. So don't live with the notion of what they don't see won't hurt them because what you don't show is going to slowly kill you. I love you. Well, We have made it to the end of the episode. Thank you so much for sticking around through (laughs) all of the randomness of Frankie popping up when he or she gets ready. Something flying across my lip, which I still don't know what it was, to my my spirit being angered, not anchored, but angered by this whole Oh, Jesus, we're not going to talk about it again. From everything, from just scrolling. I thank you that you're still here. <laughs> thank you that you kept tuning in and you kept listening. I greatly appreciate it. We have made it to... Lord Jesus, this is my show and I can't even remember the order of it. Unique Speaks. <laughs> we have made it to Unique Speaks. Unique Speaks is where either I share a quote... Or I give you some of my poetry because I am a poet. And (laughs) you're getting a quote. All right. Hopefully within the next two to three episodes, I will be able to share what I have been working on as far as poetry. But as of right now, you're getting a quote. Okay. And the quote comes from one of my favorite authors and poets. Audrey Lord, and the quote is If I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into others, other people's fantasies for me and eaten alive. Yeah, if I didn't define myself for myself, I would be crunched into other people's fantasies of me and eaten alive don't let anyone else define you let you define you let you create your own identity 
not society, not your family, not your friends. You create your own identity. We have reached the end. That has been your quote. Hopefully it touches you as much as it touched me. I love you so much. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of Uniquely Spoken. My name is Red. I love you, Red People. If you wonder why I call you Red People, it's because my name is Red and you are my people. And always remember that L-O-V-E is all you need. Until next time, let's take this thing out on a dancing note, shall we?